0: the Rolling Stones' top 200 hip-hop albums. And no diss, no diss to, to Cardi B. I love Cardi B. I love all the sisters that that are ambassadors for the game. Nicki Minaj, Little Kim, MC Light, Bahamadia, Rhapsody, whoever. Rod Digger. But Cardi B's album is not better than Illmatic, and anyone who thinks that is 17 years old or younger. And we 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 can't have we can't have authorized lists of of great hip hop albums that are written by a bunch of 20 year olds. Now I'm not saying that people rip me all the time. They're like, man, you know, OG, you really you really into the 90s world. Look, there, I'm not dissing. Little Dirk and guys like that, they're making phenomenal music. I'm just saying that you gotta put some some things into context, man. This is this is illmatic. You can't compare that to Cardi B doing a, a remix of the of the old school poison song with a with a Belle Biv DeVoe type beat with Bruno Mars, man. That's not that's that's not what hip hop was necessarily designed to be. And certain albums, the, I noticed they didn't, they didn't, I don't want to have a spoiler alert. They didn't rate Chronic high either. And I, I don't think that Chronic is aged well, but I think they had it like 40th. They're not 40 albums or 39 albums better than Chronic in hip hop history. So we, we, we're definitely going to dissect that. I'm going to have Isaac in and have some other hip hop heads in to, to have that discussion. But we're, we're definitely going to dissect that. But I wanted to talk, like I said, it's really, it's really great to be back. After being out sick for a week, and we're we're coming to you live. We're we're in Hendersonville, Tennessee. So we're not downtown Nashville, but we're we're at the we're at Indian Lake, the the streets of Indian Lake, which is an outdoor mall in Hendersonville, Tennessee, right up the street from from where Yours Truly lays his head at night. And during the summer, we love to do outdoor shows. We love to we love to go out to the people and be out in the elements. I wanted to talk about some things that that I've seen. You know, I I try to put positive energy out consistently. And I think one one of the components of this show, we talk a lot about corporate America. We talk a lot about personal growth. I don't consider myself to be a motivational speaker by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not Eric Thomas. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not talented enough to do that. I'm not smart enough to do that. But I do like chronicling my own personal growth and I like to see other people grow. I like to see people move forward. I I talk about, as a healthcare executive, one of the biggest things that I learned and when I really started to grow and really started to to become better and to truly hone my craft is when I realized that people were more important than the P&L. So it's more important to me to be a guide, to be supportive, to have empathy, to have emotional intellect and to be able to put my arms around people than to be able to put my arms around another 20 or 30 million dollars that we needed to hit our financial targets for the year. And the great executives, the great leaders, they understand people. You can find a lot of individuals that can run a PL, and l that can run an operative, that can put together a long-term strategy, all of that stuff. But there are not a lot of great leaders that have empathy and that truly connect with people. And not just during the good times, not the front-running times. But when COVID wipes out your office, when you have employees that face COVID and they lose loved ones to COVID, or maybe even are hospitalized themselves with COVID, how do you respond to that? In times of crisis, how strong are you? Can your people trust you? So I talk a lot about that. Well, I've been getting a lot of DMs and people have been reaching out to me. I I was sick, so I I was flapping my gums and talking to people and texting people. And I wanted to speak on, I see a lot of individuals that are getting caught up in keeping up with the Joneses and people that are getting caught up with trying to portray an image. And I wanted to speak on it. In modern society, there's so much pressure to show your peers, rather it's in a work setting, rather it's in your personal life, rather it's your family, there's so much pressure to show your peers what you're doing versus what they're doing. And are you better at it? Are you more successful than them? Do you live in a bigger house? Do you drive a better car? Do you have a boat? Do you live in a better city? Do you travel more? Are your kids more attractive? Is your spouse more attractive? Are you thinner and in better shape? And a lot of the stuff that you see in social media is not real. People are taking pictures and they're filtering in and they're taking at angles that make their face look thinner and they're cropping out stuff that doesn't look good. And people are portraying an image, both in their personal life and their careers, that's inaccurate. And one of the things that I've been talking in, in my circle of friends and people that I cohort with You should never be comparing yourself to other people. You should always be comparing yourself to your goals for yourself. It really, Kendrick Lamar said once in, I think on the, on the damn album. He said it was always me against the world, but then I found out it was me versus me. And I'm imploring people to have the me versus me mentality. I talked in the last segment about the NBA finals and talked about Steph Curry and talked about there's this this protracted argument about the Mount Rushmore and people are trying to – people are basically saying, well, Steph Curry, you're great, you're the best shooter in the history of the game, but you're not Kobe. You're not Mike. You're not LeBron. You're not even Kevin Durant or Giannis. And – I think that that's very interesting because Steph Curry, unlike everyone that I mentioned, did not hit the DNA lottery for physical skills. Now, he's he's Del Curry's son, so he hit the DNA lottery from a perspective of being able to, to hit the 30-foot J and have that stroke and to be able to wet it up. But one thing I love about Steph Curry, he doesn't compare himself – to those guys he's willing to take a step back for kevin durant he's willing to take a step back and not start when he's coming off a of rehab and jordan Poole is playing well a lot of superstars megastars generational talents they wouldn't do that and something about steph curry win or lose whether they win tonight and steph gets his fourth ring they lose tonight and go to a game seven this weekend or if they even lose game seven steph is comfortable in his skin with who he is, because he's competing against Steph. He's not worried about Kobe. He's not chasing the ghost of Wilt Chamberlain. He's not trying to be the next Isaiah Thomas. He's not in that class. He's not worried about that. He's not comparing himself to other great players in the history of this game. And I love that about Steph Curry. And I, and I think that we can all take a page out of his book. Because comparing yourself to other people, and I'm a, now I'm pivoting into your career. I see a lot of that in, in career. I see a lot of people that are hell-bent on being executives and, and they feel that they should have been executive by 40 and, and they feel like they're maybe behind. Or some people feel that they're ahead, people trying to push to be in these top, these 30 for 30 or 40 for 40. Excuse me. Top 30, under 30, and top 40, under 40. These lists that are put together by local newspapers and and local charter organizations, chronicling, these are the next people up. These are the people that are going to be the leaders of tomorrow. They're, They're going to propel us for decades to come. People get so focused on that. People get so focused on the promotions. People get so focused on money and accolades and titles. And I used to be a big title guy, and I still talk about titles. Titles do matter. I wouldn't go the other way and say the titles don't matter. But I was talking to a good friend who's very successful and I admire her. I admire her business acumen and and her strategy. And she owns her own company. She's had a lot of success. Early 40s, multi-multi-millionaire, great life, beautiful family, And she told me that she had an opportunity to diversify her portfolio and get into a new space that, that probably would have been lucrative and profitable. And she said that she made a decision not to do it because, to paraphrase, she only had so many hours in a day. And it wouldn't be worth it to her to double her profits if she had to go back to work at 90 hours a week and not spend as much time with her husband and not spend as much time with her children who are teenagers and growing up. And she said, it's more important to me to have that time with my family. I have plenty of money. I've had success. Who am I comparing myself to? And I think that's a great perspective. Sometimes, sometimes, and I'm speaking to myself, sometimes we thirst to be the best ever, to be the GOAT. Everyone wants to talk about the GOAT. The GOAT, I'm the GOAT. Brady's the GOAT. Mike's the GOAT. Ali was the GOAT. Barry Bonds was the GOAT. Sometimes we miss out on life, chasing what we think is greatness. And I would just implore people out there, focus on your goals for your life. Don't don't worry about what other people have set up for your life. Don't look at someone that's in a higher position, quote unquote, with a higher title, makes more money, does things that you wish that you should be doing. Or maybe a person has started their family earlier than yours. Or maybe someone has retired earlier than you. Maybe someone bought a house earlier than you. Don't worry about that. Focus on your life and the path that you have and enjoy and savor the journey, savor the people that are around you, savor your loved ones. We don't know how much time we have on this planet, but the journey and the lessons and the character building is what's truly important. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. the first lieutenant of the Universal Mode Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewing's. Oh, the Ewing's. Uwe, was, was hot. The blue, orange, the and white. Orange got those. Yeah, got yeah, a fresh yeah. pair you, of those gotta those, to you, gotta, you gotta bring and those into the studio. And I got the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar I I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith's. I'm telling you these I don't are even ones. know what a Stan Smith is. Smith was the Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official pumas. The red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas. Classic. So, we did it down. Up, hold up. The first Air Force Ones. The Dunks. The Flights. Uh, what else was, was crazy? Uh, the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis? or Hibachis? hibachis? I, I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be careful. Just a little more, the feeling someone's always there, just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home, with so much to protect each day. Caring goes a long, long way, nationwide.